an invocation to Andal. This is by Sri Vedanta Deshikar. It's from it's the first verse of the Godastuti. Sri Vishnu Chitta Kulanandana Kalpavalli, Sri Rangaraja Harichandana Yogadrishyam, Sakshat Shamam Karunaya Kamalami Vanyam, Kodam Ananya Shana Maham Prapadye. Briefly translated, it means it, he dis, uh, Vedanta Deshikan, the Vaishnavite philosopher, describes uh, Godam, later known as Andal, as a creeper belonging to the clan of Sri Vishnu Chitta. He also describes her as the sandalwood creeper around her lord, Sri Ranganatha. And a basic Vaishnavite tenet, he says, I surrender, I surrender to you and to you alone, and may you protect me. If you've grown up in Tamil Nadu, like I did, Stala Purana is something so familiar to each of us, especially if you are a regular temple goer. Whenever I would visit to a temple, uh, make a visit to a temple, which was as early as I could remember, when the priest would do an arati, he would recite the Stala Purana or the story of the temple, the, sacred, uh, the sacrality of the site. At that point, and even today, there, there did not arise in me any questions of chronology, any questions of, is this true? Where is the evidence? Where is the epigraphic evidence? Where is the text? Instead, then and now, I was filled with a sense of wonder, with a sense of awe, with a sense of mystery, with a sense of magic, which essentially is what the mystic path is all about which is what the spiritual path is all about. It's a sense of mystery, a sense of wonder, it's a sense of awe. And sometimes I feel so limited by having to convey all this in a 10-minute presentation. <laughs> That's the, that it needs to be experienced. Absolutely, absolutely. There is no such... They're feeling right now. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Stala Purana, Stala... Samstradam uh, place and the story of the place and why uh, Sri Vili Puttur, which is again very close to where I live. I live in Madurai and Sri Vili Puttur is just 75 kilometers by road. It happens to be the birthplace of two Vaishnavite Arvas, uh, uh, Vishnu Chittan, widely known as Peri Arvar, and his daughter, uh, Kode or Goda later known as Andal. I am filled with a sense of uh, sadness because I just feel most people outside Tamil Nadu, uh, uh, forget even South India, have hardly heard of Andal. We were, I was just having a discussion, uh, a brief chat with Sudhirji and he said usually people outside Tamil Nadu have heard of Andal if you sit for the UPSC exam. Andal is uh, the Vaishnava idea, or one mark tick. But she happens to be a 9th century Vaishnavite poet, the first woman bhakti poet of the country. And uh, South India, as some of us are aware, has been the cradle of the bhakti movement, both in the Shaivite tradition as well as the Vaishnavite tradition. In the Shaivite tradition, we have the 64 Nayanmas, and in the Vaishnavite tradition, we have the 12 Arvas. Even the name itself is so significant. Someone who is immersed in their deep love for a personal God. 
uh, bhakti to me is immersion. It's devotion, love, all right, but a devotion and love immersed, soaked in a quest for that transcendental union with the divine. Srivaliputtu, the Salapurana of Srivaliputtu is rooted in antiquity. It's a multi-tiered narrative, so permit me to unpack this in the few minutes I have. The, uh, the site first uh, finds mentioned in, uh, mention in the Varaha Purana. Uh, uh, Vishnu, after the Varaha avatar, after he killed Hiranyaksha, the Asura, took shelter in Srivaliputtu along with uh, Bhudevi, whom he rescued from the uh, uh, bottom of the ocean. <laughs> and interestingly, when you travel by road from Madurai to Srivaliputtur, it's at the foothills of the Western Ghats. You have beautiful green verdant fields, uh, like green carpets swaying in the breeze, and in the distance you have the hillocks scalloping the fields. And it's no wonder that in the Varaha Puranam, this place is known as Shenbagaranyam. And interestingly, the grizzled wildlife sanctuary is situated in Srivaliputtur. And then later, uh, maybe sometime in around the eighth, seventh or eighth century uh, CE, Billy and Kandan were two local chieftains, chieftains who happened to live around this area. And Kandan, Billy and Kandan were brothers. And Kandan happened to be killed by an asura. And Billy was distraught. And uh, Vishnu uh, uh, appeared to him in a dream and told him that he was uh, he could be found beside a, uh, a banyan tree uh, re resting in the shaina thirukolam that is vishnu in the reclining posture and he, he was directed to go find the deity and he found the deity uh, at the uh, uh, at the bottom of a, uh, a banyan tree with lots of gold coins and he was instructed to build a temple and that's how this temple the main shrine that is the Mulavar Sanadi, as we call it, the principal deity of Srivaliputtu, happens to be Vatapatrashayi, that is Vishnu in the reclining uh, uh, form. And then, of course, no mention of Srivaliputtu is complete without Andal. Vishnu Chittan, uh, name itself is very significant, someone whose mind was eternally. Uh, uh, eternally dwelt on Vishnu, uh, found uh, this little girl as a five-year-old girl, girl in the Nandavanam, in the sacred grove, grove when he was plucking uh, the basil, uh, basil leaves. And he named her Kodai, she of the fragrant tre uh, tresses. And this is the interesting story. Every day, uh, Periyarvar would make a Tulsi Mamale, Tulsi garland for Shri uh, Vatapatrashayi. And one day he discovered Goda, young girl, just a five-year-old girl, wearing the wearing the garland and admiring herself in the well, which is which is uh, even today in the midst of the midst of the temple. So this was an act of ritual transgression. It could also be seen as an act of devotion. And he he uh, he reprimanded her and he said this cannot be done. But that night, the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said he would wear henceforth wear only the garland worn by Kodai. And for this, her father named her Chudi Kurtavat. She who gave the garland to the Lord, the garland which she had worn. 
And the entire story of Andal is her journey from Kode to Andal. And uh, as we all know, later Aunt Kode is apothe apotheosized. Uh, she is raised to the status of a divine, uh, a divine, uh, divine uh, consort, uh, Vishnu's divine consort. Interestingly, the story goes that after the Varaha Avatar, Budevi, uh, uh, Budevi, Vishnu's consort, said, told, uh, told, uh, told him that she would like to be reborn on earth as the greatest devotee of the Lord. Because it's only in an earthly form can you experience the bliss and uh, a joy of transcendental divine union. So Vishnu granted her request and she was reborn as Goda, who later becomes Andar. Andar's bhakti is something to be experienced. I, I don't think I can do any justice uh, to Andar's bhakti intellectually. Two of her greatest works, Tirupavai, collection of 30 verses, uh, which is the path to Krishna, and Nachiya Tirumuri, which is a sacred songs tra roughly translated into as sacred songs of the lady. What do we find most in these uh, in these two uh, uh, poems? Sharnagati, or uh, to the divine in a personal form. I'm not very comfortable with the word surrender because it seems very militaristic to me, but I guess that's the closest we can come to it. So it's Sharanagati to the divine. It was, it's Atma Nivedanam in the nine forms of bhakti uh, delineated in the Bhagav Bhagavata Purana. Atma Nivedanam is the highest. In Sharanagati, you don't surrender in installments. You surrender all, all of yourself. You surrender the ego. So Sharanagati is all or none. Either you surrender completely or you don't. And it's a very embodied love. If you get a chance to engage with Andal's poetry, it's a poetry which is very rooted in the body. It's a very kind of deeply embodied love. And the dominant emotion in Andal's poetry is Madhurya Bhava, yearning to uh, yearning and uniting with with the divine. And Vaishnava Bhakti poetry is all about salabya, ease of access. Various the uh, Vaishnava Bhakti poets have conceived of the relation, an intimate, deeply personal relationship with the divine. It could be as a lover, it could be as a friend, it could be as a servant. There are many, many various forms, but in Andal, she sees herself as the bride of the beloved. It's Madhurya Bhava and in Nachiya Tirmuri especially, you have the pangs, the viraha, the pangs of being separated from the divine and her yearning to be united with him. And one of my favorite verses from the Nachiya Tirumuri is Karpuram Narumo, where she addresses the conch of the Lord. And she says, I envy you because of your intimacy to the Lord. You're so close to the Lord, you rest on his handsome shoulders, and you so and you you also can feel this this uh, the smell of it, the taste of his mouth. Does it smell as sweet as a camphor or does it smell as sweet as a flower? Tell me because I want to know because I cannot experience what you are experiencing. Yeah, so uh, at the end of it, I'd just like to briefly, in, in a line, sum up that to me, uh, Sri Viliputur and Andar, the Stalapurana, is of immense significance because this had a huge influence on the Vaishnavite Acharya Ramanuja. 
who, as you heard Professor Kapil, uh, Kapoor succinctly put it this morning, systematized the, the essence of Bhakti, Vaishnavite Bhakti traditions. And from then on, it becomes a pan-Indian, or should I say, a pan-Bharata literary, spiritual, aesthetic, cultural movement. And the nucleus of Sri Vaishnava Sampradaya, which is the southern branch of Vaishnavism, begins here and that sows the seed for Vaishnava Bhakti movement throughout the country. And it all begins from a little place called Sri Viliputur and the surrounding uh, other temples in and around uh, uh, that area in Tamil Nadu. Uh, thank you very much.